service. What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am your host, Tank Smith. This is the final episode of the Full Service Podcast in 2019. Oh, boy. Thanks for uh, thanks for being back. It's uh, week 14. Week 14 of us together doing this thing. Um, so I appreciate you being here. Uh, shout out to last week's guest, the last two weeks... Gia Bella Ferrari, thanks, Gia, I appreciate it, thanks for coming on the podcast, um, if you have not, give her a follow, I've plugged her Twitter two weeks in a row, plug it again, Gianna Bella XXX, give her a follow on Twitter, her website is Gia Bella of Your Desire, go fucking check her website out, but no, this is, uh, week 14, uh, special, it's, uh, New Year's Eve, it's New Year's, it's almost 2020, um, as close to 2020 as you can get. So I hope, uh, I hope it's, I hope, uh, you have a happy new year. Last, last, uh, episode was on Christmas Eve. I hope everybody had a good Christmas, a good Hanukkah, a good Kwanzaa, a good something else. I'm sure there's gotta be something else out there. You know, there's gotta be somebody out there that was just like doing something else. You know, I hope, uh, I hope that was good for you. You know, I hope it was a fun time, but fucking thanks for being back. It's, uh, episode 14 uh, I kind of wanted to look at take a take a look back at uh, this year for me personally and for the podcast and uh, kind of look ahead at what we got coming up next year in 2020. It's going to be a big year. We got uh, 52 hot episodes coming at you every Tuesday. Um, if you have not uh, subscribe to the podcast, that'll uh, help us out greatly. Uh, full cert. We're <laughs> our Twitter, Instagram is a uh, full service pod, and our email address is full service pod at gmail.com. Send us an email, let us know what you think. But uh, yeah, if you could like the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever uh, podcast platform you, you listen to us on, that'd be great. Apple Podcasts is probably the best, so if you could. Drop, drop us a review there. Give us a rating. Uh, that'd be that'd be great for us. When I say us, it's really me <laughs> and whoever else is on the podcast. <laughs> so no, that'd be great. Um, but no, thanks uh, thanks for being here. 2019. Uh, how was everyone's 2019? Mine was not bad. I guess comedy wise, it might have been uh, the best for me. Um, I got to open up for some fucking dope ass people this year. Um, Brad Williams. Uh, K. Trevor Wilson. I don't know if you guys seen the show Letterkenny on uh, Hulu. Dude's funny. Uh, <laughs> I uh, fucked up his name pronouncing or like introducing him on stage, and uh, then I got his initials tattooed on my finger. Uh, so that's a thing. <laughs> Have K. T. W. on my uh, left, my fucking wedding ring finger. <laughs> when I think about it now, I'm like that's hilarious that you actually did that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I was I was felt compelled to do that. <laughs> Andrew Santino opened for him at Good Nights in Raleigh, and uh, fucking Theo Vaughn in Atlanta at the Tabernacle. Um, so, <laughs> if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that I would have got to work with those people, I'd have been like, "That's crazy." Um, but it, like, you never know what'll happen. I did the Oak City Comedy Festival, North Carolina Comedy Festival. Um, I was in the finals of uh, Good Nights Funniest in Raleigh. Fucking. That shows that was shows a good time. Um, I got to perform at the Charlotte Comedy Zone in a Keenan Thompson's Road to NYC contest. Uh, I started a podcast. <laughs> I started a podcast that's now been heard in uh, thirty eight states and fucking fifteen countries, um, which is pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> at the at the beginning of the year, yeah, if you would have told me that uh, you're going to have a podcast, uh, hey, I would have been like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. That uh, sounds pretty, lo- pretty lofty. <laughs> Who are you to start a podcast? <laughs> well, no. I, uh, I had goals going into 2019 of kind of what I wanted to reach uh, comedy-wise. Um, I wanted to perform at least like 260 times, um, which comes out to like five times a week. Um, which a lot of people, like, if you don't do stand-up, you're like, oh, five times a week. That sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot of, uh, comedy you're doing. But it's really actually not. Uh, if you're in New York or if you're in L.A., you can do, like, three or four spots, like, a day. Um, but if you live, like, in North Carolina, there's a lot of places where you can, like, maybe once a day, um, twice a day, like, a couple times a week. 
Um, and there might be a day where there's nothing. Um, so it's really all kind of relative. Um, I don't, I don't think I met the 260, honestly. I probably got around 200. Um, kind of stopped counting around, like, I was good until, like, May. And then I just, like, I'd put it on my phone and then I just, like, forgot. <laughs> but I don't think I met it because when I came, when I, after I moved, I feel like I, like, took some time off and shit. I wanted to perform in uh, four festivals this year. I only performed in two. I wanted to win North Carolina's Funniest. I made it to the finals. Um, I didn't win. But no, it was, I felt like it was a, it was a good year. I think, the, I think the main thing I learned is really just always be ready for shit to happen. Because you really ne- never really know. Like, uh, like I, ran, I, ran, I ran into Theo Vaughn at the Comedy Store in July. And I was like, yo, dude, I'm, I'm, I, I'm coming to your show in Atlanta. I moved there. And uh, he's like, well, do you just want to open for me? And I was like, what? <laughs> so you never fucking know. You just, I guess you just got to be ready, you know? <laughs> That's the key. I don't know who I'm really talking to, but I'm just saying, hey, <laughs> be ready out there, people. But uh, for 2020, goals, you know, I feel like uh, 260 times, like I mentioned uh, last year, five times a week, I definitely want to meet that. Um, I think definitely in Atlanta, that's definitely a thing that's attainable. And uh, if not 260, like 300, um, just because you gotta, <laughs> you gotta get up. That's a, that's the key to everything. I want to perform in a Best of Atlanta uh, weekend at Laughing Skull. Uh, I want to perform at Star Bar. I want to produce my own show. Like I just got uh, for Christmas, my parents got me this like sound system set up. So I'm trying to fucking take this thing on the road. I gotta open up. I gotta I gotta uh, produce my own show or at least an open mic somewhere in Atlanta. Um, so if you are in Atlanta and you're like, Hey Tank, we need a show at our bar. Holla at fullservicepod at gmail.com. Send us an email. <laughs> I want to perform, uh, out of state as well. You know, I'm trying to, I've never, I've been to, I've been to Alabama like twice, like ever in my life. I'm trying to go to Alabama, see what's up, see what the deal is. You know, I'm trying to take it, uh, take it west. I might even go to Mississippi. We'll see about that. Um, <laughs> Florida, New Orleans. I gotta go to New Orleans. In the second episode, I mentioned Patty, um, this girl I fell in love with. <laughs> she said she'll do the podcast, but I gotta go to New Orleans, so we'll see about that. <laughs> I uh, I gotta. I wanna. I wanna write a joke a day. Three hundred sixty-five jokes this year. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's what I wanna do. And also, so yeah, fifty-two episodes. Um, yeah, that's 52 weeks. <laughs> I need 35 guests. So if you want to be on the podcast, fucking fullservicepod at gmail.com. Hit your boy up and we will make it happen. Uh, <laughs> but no, thanks. Uh, that's 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 the plans for uh, for this year. I'm, I'm excited to what it's going to bring. Uh, what I want to do now is uh, take a look back at the episodes. Um, basically what I did, almost like a highlight reel, I guess. <laughs> is I basically took uh, clips from uh, every interview that I did so far. And uh, so I'm going to play them in order, start with Elise all the way to uh, Giabella. And I'll play like maybe like a couple minute clip from each episode. Um, so you can kind of check them out. And fucking, if you haven't, uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to the other ones, maybe you hear this and you're like, oh shit, I got to go check out that episode that I haven't heard yet. Um, so that's the so that's the plan. Um, I'm going to play Elise first. And uh, then I'll go in order uh, through all the interviews and end with Giabella. And I will catch y'all on the end, at the end, with that fucking outro. All right, later. This first clip is from the first episode, uh, Travel, Eat, Live with Elise Aniston. You can uh, follow her on Twitter at Hot Elise, H-O-T-T-A-L-Y-S-E. Check it out. (laughs) Yeah, so I got a reference from a couple ladies, and they said this guy was okay. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. So he walks in, and he's like, I don't want anything. And I'm like, oh, but that's okay. That's okay. That's a little different. Like, okay, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so he pulls out this jar with a bug in it. Yeah. And wants me to torture the bug. What the fuck? And I'm like, these ladies didn't say anything about no bug. Like, I don't, I don't, 
I'm not gonna mess with no bug, and I can't kill anything. It's an innocent bug, even though I hate bugs. Yeah. You know, I can't say, yeah, I don't, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> what? What did he, did he leave with the bug? Like, yeah. was yeah. he like, I gotta do this to the bug? Like, if yeah, like cut its legs off one by one, put hot water on it slowly. What? Yeah, wanted me to torture the bug. It was like a big cockroach. Oh my god! I don't like bugs. Damn. And then you're gonna bring a bug in my room? Get the fuck out! <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mr. Sanchez. What yeah, the fuck? that's how it went. <laughs> wow. <no. laughs> yeah. Wow. You heard, it here, you heard it here first, folks. Just uh, some people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's that's a new one right there. That's not even, I like I to fulfill fantasies. I'm all about that and making good memories, but not not a bug. Not a bug. This next clip is from episode three. Welcome to Atlanta with Stina Valentine. You can uh, follow her on Twitter at Stina Valentine. S-T-I-N-A-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E. Oh boy. <laughs> I uh, I just want to add fucking, I love, I love Stina's episode. Um, the fucking recorder fucked up, so it's like my cell phone. Uh, that's why it sounds different than all the other recordings. But uh, if you've not checked out that episode, fucking check it out. Stop it. Episode. All right, thanks. I don't actually have condom accidents that frequently like I I did in the first year because I got married really young and didn't use condoms for a long time and so getting into escorting it was like okay now I really have to learn how to use condoms you know and so if if, if the pussy is dry the condom will break yeah if the dick is wet it will slip off okay so that's kind of the that's, a good, that's kind of the trick. So I always use lube, even though I I'm usually wet enough. Yeah. I always use lube no matter what. Yeah. You and can. if I go from a blowjob to covered sex, dry I off. dry off the dick. That's yeah. a good. These so, are all good fucking. Yeah, and that here. that was like in my first year. I had like three condom accidents. I was like, fuck, I'm not cut out for this. Yeah. Like this is this is too dangerous. And then yeah. I I really just kind of. It was actually a client that told me that. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And then it, it works like it works every time. It does. It's yeah. Just, like I, I never have a condom. I like I haven't had a condom accident since that first year. Yeah. Which, like four years ago. Do you feel like after doing that, you said like five, it's twenty. It's like five years, maybe you said. Yeah, five years. Mm-hmm. Do you has has how you see sex changed at all since um, doing this? A little bit. So. When I was married, I was religious as well. Okay. Um, so. Are you religious me, at all now at all? So? No, okay. no. Yeah, I'm an atheist. But um, I, I see sex as something that's fun or something that's a commodity. Yeah. Um, and it, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. I don't feel like I'm giving myself away when yeah. I have sex. It's for me or it's for work, you know. Yeah. I I had much more laborious jobs that paid me significantly less in the past. Yeah. So do you see yourself doing that? How long do you kind of see yourself doing this, you think? Um I I hope for a long time. Um I have some girlfriends in this business that are in their mid forties and they still look great and yeah. they're still busy and I hope that's the case for me yeah. too because I don't um, I don't want somebody else getting rich off of my labor yeah. I don't want to work for yeah. somebody anymore yeah. um, which is what I did for decades so now you're um, just doing it for you I mean, yeah I feel like it has to be fulfilling to it me. is it is absolutely absolutely I just I Walk, I, in a polyester uniform, I would walk a parking deck, hot, it'd be 90 degrees, I'd be sweating, and I was making $11 an hour. And that was so degrading compared to this. Yeah. Um, with a boss that I hated and a CEO that was getting rich off of my labor. Yeah, they're fucking making you know? <laughs> so much money. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the bottom rungs. 
Yeah, exactly. I couldn't call up sick. None of that. Damn. Um, so I I love this so much better, and I hope I can, I hope I keep my looks. Yeah. You know, that I can just keep doing this for a while, and um, you know, I will I will count on my future husband's retirement program. <laughs> Or, I heard of your first. <laughs> invest in your 401k. You can do that if you're young, maybe you rock, you know, but put it away because there's not going to be any social security. If you're millennial, you're going to die poor. Invest in the future. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yep, exactly. This next clip is from episode four, Clean Empty Butts with Magic. Uh, I go down to Warner Robins and uh, <laughs> find out what a female condom is for the first time. Uh, so yeah, enjoy. And always be safe, whether you know you're doing it for fun or money or whatever. Be yeah. safe, man. Especially like, that's just something. dumb to me. Like, especially I don't you don't that. know so you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know them. I mean, you're sticking your thing in them or whatever, you know. And I mean, you don't know where that's been. Yeah. Hey, to say it like that, but it's true. You know, not all of them are clean, and you know care about certain things so i definitely i definitely remember like because when i got out of a relationship i i mean i had i mean you're not even gonna worry about stds essentially when you're somebody you're not supposed to yeah you're not you're not supposed to have to worry about stds i didn't think i definitely i didn't worry about stds i'll say that i didn't either 13 years here i didn't worry about no stds but as soon as i got out i was like oh like as soon as i was like oh fuck stds are everywhere they're coming for me oh god you're doubling up twice and I'm putting a female one in. <laughs> like, <laughs> But you know what kills me is there's so many guys that have never heard or seen or even thought of a female condom. We I was just you said that condoms. You said that? I've literally never seen one. And I keep one. them. Like, I had them for a long, long time. Like, yeah. How some do, guys wouldn't even know. Like, you don't even know if they got them in or not. If we got them in. I, yeah, I don't even... How does it, how does it work? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Podcast listeners, I am about to witness for the first time ever a female condom. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I've only heard tale of these things in the wild, <laughs> but they are indeed a real thing, and I'm gonna get to witness one. Ten, nine. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, it's safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> I so wish we could broadcast the show this that. Is, oh man, this is so great. I gotta take a, take yeah, a picture of this. Yeah, you squeeze it like that. <laughs> it's just a condom. That, it's a big it's condom. Like a, yeah, it looks like, it's like a diddle dam. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a porno where like this could fit on a dick that I've seen before. <laughs> So that said, it looks like a cow condom. <laughs> yeah, this is this for a huge horse cock we got here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just I, I'm gonna do you some. Just push it down. Yeah, yeah. you're fine. I'm throwing it away anyway. You just can I take this home with me? <laughs> you can if you want. I mean, I mean, there's. <laughs> you take it around and show people. Look. <laughs> Guys, look what, what do you I... think this is? <laughs> <laughs> I would. <laughs> Souvenirs of the road. Hey. I'll open the door with a maple syrup bottle I had. It looked like a, like a, a liquor bottle and I had Kool-Aid in it. And I was like, what's up? <laughs> Shoot the nerves when we get on. <laughs> Hell yeah. I just learned what a female key looks like. A big circular, like like bigger than a silver dollar. Like the you ring. Like and then you, like you, you it. squeeze it. and then yeah. No. The other way? You don't way? even do that. You just squeeze it yeah. all the way in. Okay. And then you just... Like women, the woman slides it up in her. Okay. And it blocks like everything. Wow, this is incredible. It's uh, it's more effective um, with pregnancy and everything than a male condom. Really? Yeah. They're least likely to break. So you use both a female condom and a male condom. The guy don't even didn't even know I was using a female condom too. Oh. I I did double duty. That's smart. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But that helped with being a nurse, you know, for all them years. Yeah. Like, You've seen a lot. See a lot at the hospital. A I'm lot. Sh- what? Uh, so how long were you nurse for? I know we talked Almost about eleven about, years. Eleven years. Mm-hmm. What? Um. Where in this is in Georgia? Yeah, it was in Georgia. Sweet. How? How? In a nurse, nurse eleven years. How? Yeah. Could you? Do you see yourself? Could you go back to that? Would you do it I again? I would or? love to, but um, unfortunately, uh, 
I got sick, I had got cancer, so I wasn't able to work. And um, they, they told me if I have a clearance for a year to two years, okay, then I can go back and do nursing again. And so you said you're at six six months now? Yeah, six months. Okay, so we only got, fuck yeah. You said yeah. a year to two years, so it could be six months you're back to being nursing? It could be, I hope so. Fuck yeah. yeah. So, so is this kind of around that timetable when you started? Like, after? Yeah, I started... Um, Actually, I started probably two weeks after I found out I had cancer. Probably. Really? Yeah. And so is this to basically like pay for? It was to help pay for yeah my medical and everything. I have a daughter, so okay. You know, I was kind of like, what am I gonna do? You know, I have Fuck. to do something. And never that's why I said never judge anybody because you never know what you'll do when you're just sitting you're in that time of need yeah. or need you know whatever. And um, I prayed about it. I did. I prayed, and I went every aspect. I went every way, and uh, it just. I couldn't even work like at McDonald's or nothing like that. So really, yeah, I was so sick. So that um, that was about escorting was about the only thing I could do at the time. This next clip is from uh, episode six, all in with Alexis Reynolds. Uh, you can follow her on Twitter at your gf alexis r. That's your gf alexis r. All right. Thanks. When do you think that changed, like, where you were like, I'm going to be serious and I'm going to... I think when I turned 22, um, I finally met a couple of other local girls in the business, and we're still friends now, and they kind of grounded me, told me how they did things, they had a more professional demeanor, Okay. and they were just like, do you want to be professional or not? Do you want to be a pro-ho, or do you want to just goof around? Yeah. And I was like, I want to turn this into my lifestyle, I don't just want to get freaky and get the money like i really want to develop relationships and be good at this this is what i want to do yeah. this is what i'm passionate about so after that i kind of i mean i'd already been pretty well known but i really established myself as a good provider nice how'd you get into it how'd you first find out what escorting was or well technically if we want to go with that story <laughs> um the first time I ever heard the word escort or had to figure out what an escort was, um, my aunt moved into a new house uh, outside of Augusta, and I mean, at least 10 times a day, guys would call looking for the escort service because her phone number used to be the phone really? number of the escort service, a very popular one. So my dad would cut up jokes, and he would actually put on the sling blade voice and be like, hey, it's escort service, like, over and over. And, like, oh they God. made jokes for so many years about hey, this. boy. Yes, and that's kind of how they would call. And she finally got her number changed, but <laughs> I had to figure out what an escort was. So, I mean, at the time, we had just gotten a family computer, and I, of course, looked it up. And yeah. boy, did I get an eyeful. <laughs> it wasn't as popular as the search would be now, but, I mean, I learned at maybe 11 years old, <laughs> maybe 12, what an escort was. When you when you uh, started, were you able to tell anybody kind of close to you? <sighs> My parents busted me out probably the first month I started stripping. So Really? Uh, they found a way to the club, found their way there, and they were in the club. I was on stage, and I, no, I felt weird. I got... felt like someone was watching me, but not in that way. And I spotted them in the back. And so I'm in nothing but like a G-string and knee-high boots, and I jump off the stage, and I run up to them, and I'm like, what are you doing in here? <laughs> like, titties out. Just, what are you doing? Okay. And they were like, we just wanted to make sure you were safe and that, you know, you had good security. That's really nice. And I was like, I'm fine. But I lied to them and I told them I was a waitress at Ruby Tuesday. And they knew better because I had my own apartment and stuff. So after that, I just never told them any more lies. And so if I'm going somewhere, I mean, I told them when I was going out to the Bunny Ranch. I told them for every shoot that I had. Um, when I go out on Fly Me To Use and stuff, I call my parents and let them know where I'm going. Because I would rather awesome. than know than yeah. hear it on the news. Because I had several friends pass away and... Their parents only knew because it was brought up in the news later oh, on shit. that they were a dancer or yeah. they were an escort or something like that. And I was like, "No, my parents are gonna know everything about me." Did you no feel? Secrets. Did you feel like when you did when before they knew? Did you feel like it created a distance between you guys having to lie or it not was, tell them what you were doing? It was awkward, but I never pegged them to put two and two together with that. Okay. <laughs> so when they showed up, it was totally random, but. I guess word had gotten out. I think someone from high school might have ratted me out who came up there and saw me. Um, 
And they didn't, the people at the club didn't know they were your parents. They were no. just like, these are just two people. But I was like, I'm getting there. dressed and we're going to go to Waffle House and talk about this because yeah. we need to. But I've, ever since then, I've just been very open, very honest. And I mean, my whole family knows. I don't keep anyone around me that doesn't know. And I've had several people in the industry try to blackmail me really? by calling my mom. And I'm like, really? You're calling my mom? Like but, people that work in the industry? Yes, trying to buy, like They will call my mom. My mom will laugh at them and be like, I've been known. Yeah. And then cuss them up one side and down the other and tell them to like go get some class. That's fucked up. And my mom and my grandma are my like biggest fans. Nice. So, I mean, my parents have the magazines that I'm in. Like, nice. they know when I'm going to like do something pretty cool for me. Like, they know when I'm doing shows and things like that. I like, feel like just having that support is... <laughs> They don't understand, but they know what makes me happy. Yeah. And they were like, you've lived several lifetimes in one. And, like, you're living your best life. So yeah. keep doing it. And as long as I'm safe and I'm looking out for myself, they're happy for me. This next clip is from episode seven, Taken by Storm with Seductive Storm. You can follow Storm on Twitter at SupergirlStorm and also Storm Assists. Uh, enjoy. When you, when you like at the beginning, when you're starting out, right, did you have any expectations of what like ex- escorting would be or what you were going to do? Like, I really just thought it was going to be just like my personal life had already been. Again, I was no, no sexual prude already. So I kind of just thought I'm going to be having fun. But now I'm going to get to go see nice places and meet new people. And I'm going to get paid now instead of just doing this shit for free. Yeah. I didn't think, I think for me, because I came out of a marriage and I had kids, I didn't even focus on the expectation. I just focused on the goal. I need a lawyer and some money ready in case my ex tries to take my kids. Like for me... That was all I had. I had like what they call it, tunnel vision. Like for me, that's all it was about. Get this money so you can take care of these kids. I cared about nothing else. So for me, my experience is different. I can imagine though that if I was 20 something, because I started at like 31. If I was 20 something and didn't have any kids or even just had one kid, pretty carefree with just one kid. Yeah. Um, then I might have had more expectations and been able to ponder more the exact job and what it would entail versus me just jumping balls to the wall in because I had a mission to accomplish. Like, yeah. for me, the reasoning was different. And so I, I hate review culture because I feel like you should get to know someone based off of their website, their social media, and their blog. Blogging is a great way to know some, get to know someone. Definitely. And I just feel like that's how you should get to figure out if they're going to be right for you. Because for all you know, the dude who saw her before you might have been an asshole. And you're not an asshole. Yeah, that's So why you and her might get along perfectly. That's why the experience was what it was. Yeah, was like you and, you and her might get along perfectly. But I just feel like guys are still caught up in high school locker room mentality. Like 40 and 50 year old men should not need the opinions of other people to decide who to see. Now, <laughs> now, if it says that she robbed or harmed someone, I get that. I understand that. But still, even take that with a grain of salt because it could be a guy who didn't see her ever who's just mad because he didn't want to follow her screening procedure. Yeah, I can A understand. lot of girls get ret- retaliated on for their screening procedures. And I don't want you ladies out there to hear that and be like, see, that's what I'm saying. That's why I can't screen. Never make an excuse for not screening because you can end up dead, raped, or in jail. None of which is good. Screen everybody you see and especially post-foster sister. You got to screen. I don't care if it's slower money all money's not good money it's better i'll tell everybody slow and steady wins the race you know like i'd rather have slow money and know i'm gonna have my freedom and my in my health at the end of the day but you know that's just me that's what matters like yeah i've been high in the game i've been low in the game i've been high in the game it's just like life there's ebbs and flows like you go up you come down but every time you get kicked down you're supposed to get back up and get back up harder and so this last time when i got back up and really got taken by storm to pop off i was like 
I'm up. Fuck and hopefully that. it stays that way, but I can't guarantee it it will, which is why I say I'm semi-retired, because anytime I need to dust them heels off and get that makeup and lingerie case out, it's happening. Hell yeah. And my significant other is probably not real fond of that. I think he loves that I've slowed down quite a bit, but I'm just like... Need you to know yeah. before I starve or before anybody goes without here. If I need to answer an email or so that's attached to me and not to this, that's how it's going down. When uh, when you're in a session, do you feel pressure to live up to people's expectations? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so only person's expectations I'm gonna live up to are mine. Hey guys, if you're listening and that ain't your cup of tea, you know to avoid me, and I'm okay with that. Let me tell you why. Because, like I said earlier, if your expectations are coming from a review you read, or if your expectations are coming from based off your experience with another BBW, who because we're around the same weight and size, you figure we're gonna be the same, or because we're around the same price point, we're gonna be the same. We're human beings. I may not even know her, so how can we be the same? I Like, we might be as totally yeah. different opposite ends of the scale as anything could ever be. Like, oil and water different. Yeah. So, no. Here's what I'm going to do. In any appointment I go into, as long as I'm treated with some respect and kindness, and you're not the... The client I hate is the client who strips down, lays on the bed, Puts his hands behind his bed and crosses his feet like, I am here. I am your God. Serve me. And can't even say, hello, how you doing? You look nice. Oh, my God, you look so great. Because we put effort into looking like yeah. this for y'all. But the, the guy who just comes in and won't talk. Yeah. And, or the ones who then you try to make small talk when they're like, you talk too much. See, you can really get dressed now because this is not going to go well. But yeah. I'll let you stay. But I just know already that. Yeah. You're going to hate me at the end of this, and I'm hating you now. <laughs> so, I think the only expectations I have are to do the best I can in the situation of the moment. If he's an ass, I can't do but so much to make it go well. Yeah. Some girls can. Again, I'm alpha. I can't. Nothing in me. Sometimes I talk to myself in my inner voice. I'd be like, yo, just try to be a little submissive. Just just try to conform <laughs> to what he wants. And, and and then the other me is like, hell no, he gonna get this realness today. So, so like, you know, like, because I, I, I can't, how can you even be fiercely and passionately pleasure giving and sexual or even give a good relaxing massage if you are not free to be yourself? Yeah. And you're forcing yourself to walk on pins and needles to deal with somebody. Yeah. I, I can't function like that. So, no. The only expectation I want to live up to is what I promised you on my site, which was that I was going to be professional, that I was going to look like my pictures, and that I was going to do my best to give you a good stimulating time. But if you come in and you're the issue for the problem, I'm not mad when you leave mad, and I'm not worried when you leave mad. Because yeah. I tried, and you were an ass. Yeah. This next clip is from episode 9, Athens' favorite local gal with uh, Lily Valentine. Uh, you can follow Lily on Instagram at Lady Lily Valentine. That is Lady Lily Valentine. Thanks. Advice for uh, anybody, like say somebody wants to see an escort for the first time. Do you have any advice for that fine. person? Yes, I do. Number one, nervousness is totally fine. It's okay. We understand. But do your research. You know, read their ad. If they've got a website or a link, go to it. Read their stuff. There might be valuable information. There, it might be a crazy rambling website. Like, I've seen some of these girls' websites that just, I don't even know. But read as much as you can. Get the info that you need ahead of time. For me, at least, if you're contacting me, some people are no text at all. Text me. Because whatever I'm doing, I might be sitting in my office. I might be in the middle of cooking something. I can always text you back, except on Monday through Wednesday. I'm in school. Monday through Wednesday. But I can text you back. And we can just get a rapport. Whenever someone texts me, I, I always respond with, how can I help you today? Or something yeah. like that. It's an action verb to, to get past that. Hey, well, how are you? Well, how are you? Yeah, and we're trying to get some, we're, we're trying to fucking gonna, get this thing going. We can chit a little bit. We, and if you, I can get to know your personality, but go ahead and tell me, I'm, th I'm thinking about wanting to get together. I'm going to be in town next week around this time. Are you available? You know, that yeah. kind of stuff. I try to put on my ads and I'm going to adjust a couple ads that don't have this on there, my, my availability, because it's pretty solid. And, uh, if you've got questions, you can ask them. 
We can talk about money. I don't haggle. Don't haggle with ladies. Yeah. Pay their rate. If you can't pay their rate, if if, you, if they don't have a rate listed and you call and it's out of your price range, then just thank them and, and let it go. Yeah. There's somebody for everyone out there. Um, d- don't Please don't talk about anything explicit. I understand that you may have questions about a specific act. Unfortunately, you're going to have to just drive there. I've had that happen before in the past. Somebody, this is an Athens where I wasn't a super far drive, but they've come, think something wouldn't click or whatever. They'd usually give me 20 bucks as a thank you, and yeah. then they would go. And that's perfectly fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings if you get here. And, and whatever, it's not for you. But that's the, that's the thing you take because my freedom, I value it too much to be talking about stuff on the phone. So do not, I repeat, do not. How much? How much for this thing? Oh, and how much if for you that? ask how much for this, you about you about canceled right there. Yeah. Because uh, I usually I'm pretty sassy to people. I'm like, well, as you know, uh, charging money for a sexual service is highly illegal. So I don't, you, <laughs> you know, motherfucker. <laughs> but I do this and this, and people get all rowdy. Well, send me a naked picture so I know you're not a cop. Man, fuck what the fuck? You. I don't have, like I said, even in my <laughs> so even in my most cop, dire so. time. Yes, I've seen clients against my better judgment sometimes when yeah. it's just been whatever. Life happening, but uh, I'm pick. I'm when I say I'm picky, like you can a one little thing you can say would just make me like nah, yeah. Because I it's 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 not what you said or how, it's it's a vibe that I get off you that if we're gonna click or not. And believe me, if you don't see me, it's definitely not the end of the world for me. People think that I'm just like oh boom, I, well I, I'm, you're not gonna do this, you're gonna do this, and I'm like but no, I'm not yeah. And that's okay. Nobody has to get salty about it. Find someone compatible with you. For real, I can. I have a wide range of kind of people and things I'm compatible with. I think it's pretty fucking wide. Yeah. But there's some people that fall out of that range, and there's somebody out there for them. So find somebody that you that you vibe with. Trust your gut. Think logically about the logistics of where you're going. What kind of places that find out? Is it a hotel, motel? Is it an apartment? Is it a house? If they're coming to you, are they driving themselves? Do they have a driver? Some girls have drivers. That's okay. They're not. It's just for their safety, and they stay in the car. I don't. But um, be mindful of. Uh, money, just have it ready for them. When Right when they walk in, just put it down next to them and just kind of indicate it because they know. But like, you know, and then let her go to the bathroom and wash her hands so she can count up and then y'all can get going on having a fun date. It's a date. It's an experience. If you have questions, ask them as long as they're not explicit. If they are, I'll direct you another way. I'm not going to just immediately cancel yeah. you. But yeah, do your research and just see, look at the pictures. Look at the effort that they put into their ad and their pictures. That's the effort they're going to put into you. In my humble opinion. Damn, that's good. Yeah. This next clip is from episode 10, uh, A Point of Evolution with Kennedy Stevens. You can follow Kennedy on Twitter at TheKStevens. That is TheKStevens. All right, thanks. Oh, yeah, I always like to... I always like to ask, is anything funny, any, anything funny or strange I like to bring up on the podcast? Is there any good stories? Oh, I got plenty of good stories. <laughs> I thought about this one long and hard. Nice. Um, probably my most off the top, like off the wall story I have is I do like, do like kink fetish sessions. Whatever. Okay. And um, I had this request like my first year in and the guy's like, do you do Dom? And I'm like... Yeah, I do. He's like, well, I'm really into uh, diaper stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm not going to play in your shit. Just so you know. Yeah. Because it's like a hard limit. Yeah. No hard sports out there. <laughs> and he's like, okay, that's fine. And um, he, he's like, I, I would really also like for you to spank me. I'm like, fine. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. So I get to the hotel and I can smell him from a mile away. Oh, God. Oh, shit. This motherfucker's into that. You night. are correct. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I guess he had drank, like, you know, that magnesium citrate or whatever. Okay. Whatever. He was wearing, like, an adult diaper. And he had already shoot himself in the diaper. And he's like, will you, will you force feed me a bar of soap? Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And so... I pushed him down on my floor, and I'm forced feeding him a bar of lava soap. And, um... <laughs> and, uh Are you keeping it straight? Are you keeping it straight? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's funny. Now, in the time, I was, yeah. like, gagging. <laughs> <laughs> because it was it was 
stench. And um, it, there is shit going everywhere. Yeah. Like out the diaper. I just want y'all. Was to this? Or, did you have to go to his spot? Is this I, his place? Were, we was at a hotel. Oh, okay. I'll call to yeah, this hotel okay. in Southern Kentucky, like two miles from the border. And um, <laughs> so I'm force feeding him this bar of soap, telling him what a bad boy he's been and how he shit his diaper and <laughs> he needs to wipe his ass and all this shit. <laughs> and that shit oozing out everywhere. And, um, He's got like chunks of soap in his teeth, and like is he like eating the actual soap? Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's like I couldn't like I'm dying, and uh, he goes over and like washes the mouth out. There's like suds and everything, and um, he like you know I step out so he can like clean up, and um, then he uh, wanted me like shave him, yeah, like groom him, and I've done that or whatever. And then he wanted me to spank him. And this was like a two-hour ordeal. Yeah, yeah. And so he pulls out a duffel bag of spanking instruments. I mean, like, cat of nine tails. Like, she had leather um, paddles that said, like, slut. One with hearts on it. He had wooden panels. He, he had spent a, a lot of money on this stuff. Oh, yeah, he was really into it. He's like a 60, he was like mid-60s trucker grandpa. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so he pulls all this out and lays it on the bed all lined up. And um, he had like a wooden hairbrush. He had like um, a comb and a bunch of other stuff. He's like, I want you to take your pick. And I was like, okay. And so I picked the board with the holes in it. Oh, God damn. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to fuck you up, dog. And he's like, I don't want you to stop until I believe. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you're going to pick a safe word? Yeah. And he did. And um, so, you know, I'd done the proper technique, you know, rub skin, you know, calm down, whatever. And after, like... I mean, I couldn't tell you how long it was. It was a long, long time of switching out instruments, spanking this man's ass. You getting tired at any point? I, my arm was killing me. Yeah. And um, like, he he had bruises and like blood blisters on his ass, and um, he was happy as a lark. So, he done shit his diaper, ate his soap, got shaved, and had a bloody ass. And yeah. That's nice. That's. <laughs> Provide services out. That's that's nice. He probably really enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> Did he come I, back? Did he ever come back? I never heard from him again. Oh man. But he was a trucker. I don't know if he been oh, back okay. through there. But um, yeah. That was interesting. That's a good one. That's. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you. So if someone's gonna ask about those bruises. Like, I don't know how he sat down right for like yeah. two weeks. I mean. Because he's sitting down as driving. Oh like, yeah. Maybe that's why he wanted it. He wanted to be like yeah. reminded of this. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about that long and hard on my yeah. drive home. <laughs> I'd be like, whatever, bro. What you do, you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Everybody's got what they like. You like yours? Uh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. Fuck yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, your... a, that's the best one I've ever heard. I've never heard anything like that oh, yeah. before. For all your fetish kinky needs. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This last clip is from episode 13, uh, Invest in Yourself with uh, Gia Bella Ferrari. Uh, you can follow uh, Gia at GiannaBellaXXX on Twitter. That is GiannaBellaXXX on Twitter. All right, enjoy. And you can't do this forever. Uh, like, I, porn put me through and paid for student loans and everything for medical school. Nice. Providership is has put me through undergrad and I will move on to law school um, and that will all be prepaid for because there is no Pell Grants and student loans and shit like that for, you know, postgraduate, you know, graduate students. So, you know, you have to do something with money. You have to invest it. If you don't invest it in yourself, you have to invest it somewhere. But, you know, at first it's like, wow, well, that's easy. Everybody wants to be a center of attention. It's so cool. And like, oh, my God, I'm a porn star. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, now you're just a manager of dumb bimbo. And they're like, wow, you're a household name. Maybe not Jim James. And no, you're a household name. I was for 
maybe about a year, year and a half tops. Nice. And that was right after AVNs because I was seen with the right people at the right yeah. places. There are, I'm still trying to find the video, but I know there are pictures of me being held back by Ron Jeremy, kicking and screaming because I'm trying to attack Jenna Jameson on the red carpet. Really? Calling her all sorts of colorful expletives and like, bitch, you're in the red carpet. This is our PR opportunity. So fuck you, your bull haircut. You need to get down to your end. You and your paparazzi entourage bullshit. And this little tiny short comes up and he's like, need you who you're talking to. And I go, yeah, cool. I've seen her porn. And I turned it off. <laughs> now you get the fuck out of my PR camera opportunities. Get to your end of the red carpet because this is our little spot. Damn. And he's like, you can't, you gotta be nice to people with that. And I'm like, no. And she goes, excuse me? And I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I was young. I was like, what? This feels like some Northeastern shit coming out right now. <laughs> Oh, that was great. So I was kicking and screaming. I'm like, let me have her. Let me have her. Oh, oh what was that cartoon? Oh, <laughs> uh, hold me back. Oh, yeah, I was, I was, I was charging. But hell, that still would have been PR. No, oh, that, that would have been but great. But great, please know it. More cameras on me. Like, oh, my God, this Who is Gianna Bella Freud goes to attack the Jenna Jameson. Her and her giant ass in bold haircut. <laughs> I go, this shit I've seen, even at that AVNs, but it was just, it's paparazzi, it's attention, and it's fun, and, you know, I've been there, I've done that, I've been to places I would have never imagined, I've walked on so many red carpets, I've opening clubs, and, you know, the Playboy penthouse, not the one with, like, the grotto and shit, but, like, the Playboy penthouse, whatever, in Vegas. Oh, shit. So, uh, the Players, the Players Club, there we go, I knew I'd get it out, that was a okay. two-short video, it's on my website. But yeah, I mean, I've got to see all this shit, and it's like, great, wow. Oh, another club opening. Oh, another photo shoot. Wow, another, oh, <laughs> smile for the cameras. <laughs> it just, you get, you get burned out on that before yeah. anything else. Same thing as the industry. You get more burned out on trying to balance a personal life with provider life. You know, making those tough decisions of something I agreed to do two weeks ago for one hour tonight when I have the opportunity to do something for four hours tonight that I won't have to work for the next few months. Yeah. Hmm. Decisions, hard decisions. But and you, it's just like checking, you're just all like, yeah. Have things checks and balances. You can't be in this forever. You either have to invest it either in yourself or in a brokerage account, 401ks. There is no retirement plan for us. Yeah. There's no 401k. There's no unemployment. If you're really smart, you can wiggle some Aflac. God forbid you fall and go on a really awesome skiing trip and break your leg. Because <laughs> nobody wants a fucking chick in a cast. Hey, look, I'll keep my legs elevated. That's what doctor says. Oh, you keep hitting my cast. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that's, you know, oh, baby, I'm harder than you are. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, no. There is no fallback plan for us. And it sucks. Yeah. But yeah, keep business and personal separate. Relationships are going to be very hard, whether they're open, honest, transparent, or if you lead the double life because somehow, some way, it is going to come to a head. Yeah. Somebody's going to find out. They're either going to be like, if you don't stop, I'm going to tell so-and-so. Yeah. And it's going to get back to so-and-so. And it's like, wow, half of your 007, just, you know, your 00, it's all you're left with. Because seven just, along with half of your friends. Your Fuck. reputation, everything's lost. You hit rock bottom in the reputation scale. I got in and I didn't give a shit. I knew that everyone's going to see it because I'm so cool. I'm a porn star. And I've got all this money and I'm going to put it in my education. I'm going to become rich and smart and successful. Not because I made my way on my back. Well, I didn't have to sleep my way to the top. I slept my way to having the ability to... Get to the top of the best grades in the class. Top, graduating top of my class. So I could do something better with my life. To actually take money that was viewed as negative and turning it into something positive. So subscribe to this podcast. Hell yeah. If he's subscribe got a YouTube, fucking subscribe to that too. Because this is one awesome person. And he's going to tell you the ins and outs and interview the best of the best and the who's who to let you know where to go, how to get there, and the best route to take. Damn, that if was a good ass plug. If you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna venture this route, he knows the back road. Fuck yeah.
those were all the interviews that uh, that I've put out so far. Um, shout out to all the guests I've had. Um, I really do appreciate it. I could not have done it without you. Um, I'll put links to everybody's Twitter that has been on the podcast so far on our Libsyn page. So if you go to our website, um, click on the, I guess, details for this episode, and I'll have links to everybody's social media as well as their websites uh, for you to check out. So go uh, go give them a follow. Uh, check out their websites. Uh, definitely do that. Shout out to them. I do appreciate it. Um, also, listeners, fucking... Thank you for listening. <laughs> when I started this podcast, uh, it was it was July when I did my first interview, um, and I released it officially in October. Um, but when I started in July, I, I didn't I didn't know what the reception would be, if anybody would be uh, up for listening to this, even with me interviewing people. I didn't know if that'd be possible. Um, and so, if you have listened, um, if you have written in. I really do appreciate it, and uh, 2020 should uh, should be a good year, so uh, stay tuned. Uh, subscribe, rate, review, fucking like, or whatever. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, it really does help. Um, if you can go on Apple Podcasts, give us a review, a rating, because uh, we're still new, 14 weeks in. Uh, if you do give us a rating, it bumps us up. It helps uh, helps with visibility for the podcast, so that really that really would be awesome. Uh, but no, we'll be back next Tuesday, every Tuesday until the end of time. If you, uh, <laughs> if you haven't, give us a follow full service pod on Instagram and Twitter, full service pod at gmail.com. Write us a love note. Tell us what your resolutions are. Tell us how you're feeling about the new year. Um, but no, we will, we will be back next Tuesday. If you like stand up comedy, and you live in Atlanta, and you've never been to a stand-up comedy for show before, fucking go, go to a show. Uh, reach out. I'll let you know which ones to go to. I probably might start plugging shows just so people just go to shows. Because Atlanta, if you live in Atlanta, you gotta, you gotta get out there. You gotta see what's out there. Um, I will be at Laughing Skull January 14th. I, it might be a Tuesday, it might be a Wednesday. I'm not really sure. Uh, definitely January 14th, I'll be at Laughing Skull at 8 p.m., uh, I'll put a link to that uh, also on the Lipson page. Um, my personal uh, Instagram and Twitter is Tank Funkadelic if you want to give me a follow. Um, but yeah, this has uh, been episode 14, the last of the decade, the last of the year, uh, but not the last ever. <laughs> we'll be back in exactly seven days. You know who we'll be uh, right here. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to all my guests. And uh, I'll see you on the other side. Thanks.